Tehillim Kufchaf Aleph 121. Famous Tehillim David Amalach says, I said, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. May I and Yahweh Ezri, from where is my help going to come from? Says the Chidah. Beautiful explanation on these words. It's not a question, it's a statement. I lift up my eyes to the mountains and I see that there's no more base of Mikdash and we don't have Karbanis anymore. From where is my help going to come from? May I in Yahweh Ezri is not a question, but it's the answer. My help is going to come from a place of ayin. Ayin means nothingness. Because our sages teach us that when a person is humble and he makes himself like nothing, in the merit of his humility, it's as if he's brought all the karbanas, all the sacrifices. The purpose of a sacrifice was to come to a place of humility. And when a person feels humble, it's as if he's brought a carbon. I lift up my eyes to the mountains and I wonder, where is my carbon going to come from today in exile? And the answer is, may ayin. When I come to a place of understanding that I am nothing on my own and everything is Akadish Baruch Hu. Yahweh Ezri, that's going to be my help because at that moment of humility, it's considered as if I bought all the karbanas that we had in the time of the base of Mikdash. In Tehillim Kuf Chaf Beis, David HaMelech writes an incredible, mind-boggling statement. Samachti Ba'imrimli, I was happy when people were telling me, Beis Hashem that we're going to go to the house of Hashem. Says the Gemara, you want to know what this means? The people at the time knew that David wasn't going to be the one to build the Beis HaMikdash. It was going to be his son Shlomo. And people were saying to themselves that we can't wait for David to die in order that Shlomo could come along and take us to the Beis HaMikdash. And David said to Hashem, I heard the people saying this and I was happy. I was happy to hear them say that they can't wait for me to die because they want to go to the Beis HaMikdash. Samachti ba'armamli, I was happy. I rejoiced when I heard them say about me, Beis Hashem Neilich, that we want David to die because we want Shlomo to come in and he could take us to the Beis Hashem. David, it wasn't about him. His entire life was not his own ego. It was all about Kavod Shemaim. And when you heard the people say that they want to go to the Beis HaMikdash, even if that meant that they wanted him to die, Samachti Ba'armamli, that just caused them a reason to rejoice. In Tehillim 123, David HaMalach ends up with a scary passage. And he's describing the depth of where we're going to reach in exile. And he writes, Our soul is fully sated with the mockery of the complacent ones. With the contempt of the arrogant. Says the Mabam, what this means is that there's going to be a stage in exile where the entire world is going to be mocking us. We're going to be the mockery of the world. There's going to come a point in time which is going to be worse. Where people are going to mock the people that are busy mocking us. And they're going to say, why are you so busy with these Jews? They're not even worth your time to mock them. The fact that they're mocking us is a step that at least they recognize that we're starting to mock. But there's going to come a time where it's There's going to be a contempt to the people that are busy making fun of us. And they're going to be like, just ignore those lowly people. They're not even worthy of contempt. That's going to be the state where the Jewish people are going to hit. Right before Mashiach comes, people aren't going to want to talk about us, even to make fun of us. But then we know when we hit that, that Mashiach is right around the corner. In the Hillem Kufchaf Dalad 124, David HaMalach writes, If not for the fact that Hashem was with us, Yomana Yisrael says the Jewish people, we wouldn't survive without Hashem. And then he seems to repeat himself and he says, Lule Hashem If not for Hashem being with us, become Aleinu Adam when man rose up against us. Says the Malbim, there are two things that we need for our survival. One of them is for us to have Bitachim, to believe in Hashem. 
The second one is for Hashem to believe in us and deliver and save us from all our troubles. And it goes in that order. When we believe in Hashem, Hashem in turn saves us from whoever comes up against us. First, the Jewish people need to say that there's nothing besides for Hashem. We have total and absolute trust in you. Then Hashem says to us, I will be there for you. Whoever rises up against you, I will be there to save you. Tehillim 125. Those who believe in Hashem, those who have trust in Hashem, like Mount Zion. What does this mean to have belief in Hashem like Mount Zion? So the Chidah, in his commentary on Tehillim, writes an amazing insight. And he says that Haritzion, Yerushalayim, even though it's been destroyed, even though we don't have a Beis HaMikdash, but the Rambam writes that the holiness, the Kedusha stays forever. Even though it seems to be destroyed, but its holiness is still there today. He says those that believe in Hashem, those that have Bitachen, they'll be like a rock. That even though they're going to go times which feel like Chorban, which feel like destruction, below Yimot, they're never going to falter. They're going to hold on tight because they have Hashem as their rock. Just like Haritzion seems to be destroyed, but it still has its Kedusha. So it looks the Jew that has Bitachan and Hashem, even though it looks like he has nothing, but really he has everything, because he has Hashem in his life. Tehillim 126, a pretty famous one, we say it on Shabbos before we bench. And then he writes a Pasuk like this. At that moment when Mashiach comes, our mouths are going to be filled with laughter. The Gemara writes that we see from here that only then is laughter permissible. In this world, laughter is not permissible. How do we understand this? Says the Maharal, Simcha is internal. Sechok, laughter is external. When one laughs externally, one is signifying that one has reached one's destination. Our destination is not Allah Mazad, this world. This situation is not the way we want it to stay. Mashiach, Allah Mabba, is the place that we want to get to. Of course one has to have simcha. Internally one has to feel so glad that we're a part of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's plan and that we have the ability to be close to Him. But tzachok is to express it externally. That means that we've reached the place that we want to get to. And that's only going to be when Mashiach comes. Az yumalei tzachok pinu. Tehillim Kufchav Zion 127, David writes cryptic words. Kein yitein liyedido sheina. Hashem gives to His righteous ones Restful sleep. What does this mean? So that Rizal reveals something mind-boggling. Everybody goes through life and sins at some point. And one needs a punishment. And the punishment rectifies and cleanses of our sin. Now the righteous people at the highest level have done something wrong, maybe unintentionally. And they need to have some form of cleansing. And Hashem doesn't want to have to make them go through Gehenna. The way they get their punishment and their rectification is that Hashem gives them bad dreams. Scary dreams. And those dreams, even though they're not real, is enough to cleanse them of their sins. means that to his beloved ones, he pays up their balance of the sins that they've done in this world during their sleep in order that they don't have to do it at any time. And this is a comfort to any of us that have not restful sleep, scary dreams. We should think to ourselves that maybe this is a form of rectification for some sins that we've done in our past. And this is going to save us from having to go through Gehenna. Tehillim Kufchav Ches 128 David Amalek writes, Your wife will be like a fruitful vine. 
in the inner chambers of your home. What does this mean? It says the Zohar HaKadosh something amazing. The Zohar HaKadosh writes that we know that women need to dress modestly. And one thinks that that's just an external thing when they're on the street. The Zohar HaKadosh writes that if the woman reaches the level where even in the inner chambers of her home she stays modest, she will merit to have such amazing children. She'll be fruitful like a vine. If you want to know the secret, how to be fruitful, how to have amazing children, it depends what goes on in the inner chambers of the home. If the woman is able to reach the level, to stay modest, even when nobody's looking, she will merit to be fruitful and have beautiful family, beautiful children. Tehillim Kofchav Tess 129 Davra opens up Song of Many people have come against me from my youth. The Mabim explains these cryptic words. And what it means is that from when the Jewish people started, even before we did anything, already the nations were starting up against us. And this shows how special we are. Because we didn't do anything to even get them angry. Just our existence. They saw us and they say, wow, this is a holy people. This is an elevated people. And right away they knew that the only thing they could do is try and squash us and try and get rid of us. But the Malbim continues and says, this is a testament to the lasting nature of the Jewish people that we're going to be eternal. Because since the beginning, since our youth have been up against us, and we've still survived, it's not as if later on there have been people that have come against us. From day one they've been at us. And nevertheless we're still here to tell the tale. And that's a guarantee to the eternity of the Jewish people. Tehillim Kuflamid, David HaMalach says an interesting passage. Because by you Hashem is forgiveness. Therefore I have fear. Therefore I fear you. And at first glance it seems to be just the opposite. If Hashem forgives us, that's a reason for me to fear Him less as opposed to more. So that Barbanel says a beautiful, beautiful explanation. He says, imagine if it would be that once we sin, there's no forgiveness and it's over and it's too late. There will be no point in me fearing Hashem anymore because I'm anyway out of the game. So I may as well just do what my heart desires. But because I know that's not true, because I know that I could do Teshuvah, I could repent and Hashem will accept me with open arms, I stay in the game and I keep on fearing Hashem and wanting to do what He wants me to do. Because by you there's forgiveness, I can never say that I'm out of the game and I may as well just do what I want. And therefore I always stay in and I always have fear of you Hashem.